I'm not strange. Weird. I'm not strange. Off, nor crazy. Weird. I'm not strange. My reality is just different than yours. Reality. If you believe in me, I'll believe in you. Is that a bargain? Hello, everybody. This is Craig from The Unbeaten Path. Then I'll get you started. I'm going to let you tell a little bit about your work or, you know, what you want to plug. And uh, then we'll start jumping into rabbit holes. And like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with politics either way. You know, I mean, I, I just do this podcast. I like learning about different things. Sometimes we get a little bit uh, heated on politics, but I mean, hey, dude, if you don't want to talk about them, I completely. Yeah, well, I, it's, like the whole thing is, is like. I want my art to be my art and the political climate is so fiery right now mm -hmm. where, where it's just like, I'm like, man, I don't even like, I don't mind talking about like New York and lockdown and Cuomo and, <laughs> and, and de Blasio, who's okay. a, like a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but, but as far as like, like the presidential stuff, I mean, like, man, no. I, 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 I'm new to politics in that, that regard. So I sat right in the okay. middle and I was watching both sides and I think they're both nuts. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I was talking to your friend earlier and I'm like, man, Democrats have gone off the deep end. And I think it's like, and I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. Mm -hmm. uh, friends of mine tell me that I sound more like a liberal than anything really but okay. i don't even know what that means i don't uh, yeah. even know what that means but or just uh so. yeah like uh with uh typo from biting the bullet uh i'm like dude don't don't put a label on me you know i i don't i don't fit into any cat i'm not conservative i'm not an anarchist uh -huh. i'm not an ancap i'm you know i don't even know if i'm libertarian to be honest i mean if i were to align with a party if i had to yeah, I'd probably go libertarian, but, uh, you know, I used to be pretty hardcore Republican, but with the way things are going nowadays, I just don't, I don't, for lack of a better word, I just don't care about the politics anymore. I mean, I talk about it a lot, but I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm probably not going to change anything, you know, so they're going to do what they're going to do. And yeah, yeah. just yeah. do what you're, you're going to do. Don't yep. fucking bullshit or lie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right let me do a real real quick intro i'm going to pass it off to you and uh then we can start talking about whatever so all right this is craig with the unbeaten path and i have thomas from dark castle a uh, phenomenal artist and i would uh i'm just going to go ahead and let him tell you a little bit about it go ahead man hey uh like you said i'm i'm thomas um i am an artist i have dark castle dark.castle on instagram and it's more fine art i i do a whole i have a whole bunch of different styles um trying to uh, get across like what's inside really that's a lot of what my stuff uh comes out to be I'm, i just start sketching and it just like comes out it's my own personal therapy sessions really and uh luckily fortunately recently joe rogan uh, reposted one of my artworks That's right. and I just started to get a lot of traction and I have uh, a couple more people uh, celebrities who I'm going to try to like reach out to one of them I've already talked to she's going to be reposting my stuff soon 
And I'm just trying to grow right now, just trying to put my all into my craft and just see how far I can go with it. The Joe Rogan, I remember that. Um, it was like uh, mushrooms. Had something to do with mushrooms. Yeah, it was picking? mushroom, mushroom kingdom. Mushroom kingdom. So yes. it, it was more about psychedelics. I just had this like fun idea. I was listening to <laughs> one of his podcasts that had nothing to do with mushrooms, but I'm like, you know, it'd be fun if I just did a piece of artwork. Joe was reposting a lot of artwork recently. So I'm like, all right, let me see if I can just do this. And I stayed home. I, I stayed in, in Manhattan for Christmas just because I didn't want to take a chance getting my dad sick or anything like that. Right, so right. Uh, I had some free time. So I just whipped up this illustration and I posted it and I'm like, all right, well, hopefully he'll like see it. And then the next day, all of a sudden I just started getting like, I think a thousand followers in the first 10 minutes. Oh my God. Something like that. It was like a lot. Like I just got like flooded and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I <laughs> saw that he reposted it and not only like, did he repost it? He followed me. So then I had all of these artists, not 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 just artists, but weird people too. Uh, so I maybe shouldn't say weird, but like just just I, everyone wants to get in touch with Joe. So I have people always like sending me uh, messages that they're like, "Hey, can you send this to Joe?" And I'm like, "I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do that." Like I. I respect him too much and to have a connection like that, I'm not going to abuse that. Oh, like that have yeah. direct access to somebody like that. But the people messaging me, not all of them are crazy. There was one guy who, who was super awesome. His friend was boxing for 24 hours straight. And the guy was like 59 or 60 years old. And he uh, did a world record, wow. but still I was just like, I put, I, reposted on my story hoping that like joe would see it but again i don't want to like spam anybody and reach out and take advantage of a contact that i might have and that right. could possibly be beneficial for me in the future possibly well and I, i'm i'm sure you know if you did that i mean it, yeah it would be beneficial to a point i mean but you know or you know it could have been like you know Hey, I like the guy's work, but you know, I'm not going to do his work for him type thing. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's no, that's a total cool. I mean, totally cool attitude with that. And I think that's, you know, honestly where I saw the first time I saw your work was probably a post by Joe Rogan with that on there. And when I saw it, it was like, wow, that's, pretty cool then i kind of looked into some of your other work and uh i'm like this guy is dark i mean this is cool stuff you know <laughs> and yeah i mean it was like holy smokes and yeah then then when you did the uh the one with the uh, raven or uh the crow on the eye i'm like you know and i'm like oh i gotta do that i gotta get this and yeah luckily i saw you were selling them and yeah i mean it's like yeah absolutely 100 percent and yeah i appreciated that so much hey no problem way, i mean this like, it's it, i tell you what if if, if anybody out there is, is is listening and you they get the opportunity opportunity to go to dark dark dot castle on uh on twitter check out some of his fa 
artwork. It's, well, it's dark, yeah. dark Doc Castle on Instagram. Okay. Oh, on Instagram. And I'm on, sorry. On, on Instagram, yeah, yeah. On Twitter, I think it's TA Bryant85. It's an old Twitter account that I switched over. Oh, okay. Okay. TA Bryant. Okay. But yeah, and I do have I do have some questions about your art. Okay. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's uh it's TA Bryant nine. TA Bryant nine. Okay. Yeah, but on, on Instagram it's dark.castle. Yeah. Okay. First question for you. Eyeballs. What's uh yes, what's I have story? an obsession with them. Um, <laughs> well it, it's it, it's really it's, it's I have an obsession with our anatomy. So like with eyes, it's how you see. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I mentioned to you earlier about politics and how I'm new to politics and how mm -hmm. I really sit in the middle. I, I don't take a side because I'm, I'm learning both, both sides. But the, the thing that I, when I'm talking to somebody about politics, I ask them very specific questions to try to figure out what their lens is. Because if I could figure out what your lens is, how you see the world, I can figure out why you take certain stances. So the thing I love about eyeballs is the theme is something can capture your vision. Like there's one illustration that I have where I did a theme with roses and there was a rose wrapped around an eyeball and the eye was staring at the rose. It, it was something I did early on on oh, my okay. uh, Instagram and it was wrapped around the eye and the eye was glancing at it. It's like you have this beautiful thing, but that is full of thorns and really roses are a weed they're they're a flower but they're also a weed and they will really? destroy gardens yeah they will destroy gardens they just take over the landscape and so you could have this beautiful but you're you're so fixated on it that it just destroys your life or yeah. i had one with like a rose with uh wrapped around a heart like you, you you're so in love with something that's so beautiful but it's really like killing you Oh wow! So so it's this like double sided concept where, um, vision is incredibly important, and that's how I see it. But I, I try to do it as abstract as I can and just make beautiful artwork. Uh, that that definitely it is. Um, now, what what is your what what medium do you mainly work in? I mean, oh, you, I do uh, everything on my iPad really i try to make it i try to make it look like it is on paper uh-huh but every everything everything i do is digital so that's why i do i'll do numbered and signed prints okay but i i don't sign i don't sell original artwork because it's it's digital so i find that i can bring my ipad with me anywhere i can work from anywhere and I've been doing digital for a long time. I'm trained traditionally in oils and pencil and watercolor, but I moved to digital back in 2009. Wow. Uh, mainly because it was so difficult. I could do an oil painting in like two days. Realistic. Damn. But a digital painting was so hard. I had to learn a whole new skill set. Holy smokes. Wow. An oil in two days. Wow. <laughs> well, you, yeah. you use dangerous chemicals. I mean, like chemicals that like, uh, like quicken the drying process. So I'll, I'll paint oh. all night. Uh, I'll glaze it with the dryer 
and then well the, the i think the dryer i put in the oils but anyway okay. it dries uh Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking a break with me. I enjoy doing these episodes for everyone to listen to. I would like to take this opportunity to speak to you about supporting my podcast through Patreon. I have multiple tiers for you to help out with making uh, this unbeaten path a better podcast. Everything helps out. I will use this money to aid in the cost of doing this and to create a better sound and video quality as well as material. The entry level, T1, will get you early releases and entry into my Discord channel. Just go to Patreon.com, sign up, and look for The Unbeaten Path. Thank you again, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. It dries within like six hours, and then you put a new coat of paint on there. So, But then I would start with a super high detailed uh, pencil drawing underneath. And so that sped up the process as well. Nice. Okay. Now my mother is a painter of sorts, I guess. Uh, she's been doing, she started watercolors years ago and uh, she's, she does oils now and yeah, it's her, it's her hobby, I guess. I, I don't know. I've had her, I've had her do, I, I got a thing for like crows and ravens and stuff like that. So I had her took her like <laughs> took her like about two years to get this uh picture of this uh raven you know flying through the air type thing when she finally got it done we finally got it so <laughs> but you said two days i'm like man i wish my mom could do that <laughs> well the drawing took a while the base drawing took a while but once i i put oil to canvas mm-hmm. i just glaze and, and you build up and okay and I was a mess in college, so I put everything off to the last minute. So I pulled a lot of all-nighters. Oh, and okay. So I, w- I would just like work all through the night and just to finish it up. And I came out with a, a high quality piece, high quality pieces, but my teachers would didn't like my, my painting method, even though it came out just like theirs. Cause I would mix on the canvas instead of mixing colors on the, the palette paper. Right. Really? Typically, they want you to find the color before you put it on the canvas, but I just am really good with color, so I could just tell what colors I needed, and I would just mix it on the canvas until I got what I needed. Wow. I, I can't believe that they would actually even critique or, or criticize, I guess, you know, because yeah. you do it slightly different than, you know, they do, I guess. Yeah. Holy crap, man. That's... Yeah, that is... Uh, <laughs> I wish I could, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't draw a line to save my life. So, uh, you know, and it's really, really intrigued me when I saw your stuff online and I'm like, but then I saw, <clears throat> I guess you had some animated stuff. Is that wrong? Um, no, it's animated. I, okay. I used an app to, to animate this stuff, but there, there's all this crypto art right now. And I'm, I'm trying to get on some of these sites. Artists are making a hundred thousand plus in one drop of digital artwork right now. And I'm just like, and I, I, I don't have as much of a following as some of these other artists just because mm-hmm. I haven't been focusing on the following part. Right. But there are some artists like Beeble Crap 
he made $3.4 million off of digital artwork. Uh, but he actually had, he had a digital, oh. uh, di digital screens encased in uh, almost like an award frame. I, I might be saying that wrong of what it actually is. And he had a, uh, like pieces that like he could mail to people and they could sit on their counters or wall up place on their walls as where other artists are just uploading digital artwork and people are basically buying the rights to it. Right. And, okay. but, but they're buying the rights to it. Like there'll be 10 minted copies and they'll have rights to it, but, or, or something like that, but it's a minted copy that they get version of it. And they're spending like $30,000 on one piece and they're, he'll sell 10 of them. So he's making $300,000. Oh, and I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm just trying to get on one of these sites that are doing this kind of stuff. And if I could do that, man, that would just be like game changing. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the Bitcoin only for art though. I mean, really? I mean, it's got to, yeah, own... it's, it's all yeah. Ethereum. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I wouldn't even thought of that. That's crazy. Holy smokes. It, it, yeah. It's a whole different, it's a whole, it's never been done before. Like I, I couldn't believe when I saw digital artwork being sold for that much money, people making $300,000, $400,000 off of digital artwork. And I'm like, how the hell is this possible? I don't care. I just want to be a part of it. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you think about, it, I mean, in the future, you know, that's what it's going to be. I mean, you, you know, you, you do a, you do a drawing online and or on a on a uh, iPad, if you will, and you know you want to save that, so you put some crypto on it, where you you know whoever has the crypto is the only one that can display this, and you know, mm -hmm. fifty years from now, a hundred years from now, you know they're going to be talking about Dark Castle instead of uh, Leonardo. Hopefully, and on top of that. So, so the, the animations that I was doing are for that because I've been seeing a lot of us being sold. So that's why I started doing them because there's this okay. uh, a company called Nifty. And with Nifty, they're like people crap sold through them. And they're the ones who are doing these drops that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars for these artists every single day. Like there are people with crypto money who have more money than they know what to do with, I think. And so they're starting to collect artwork because they're bored and they have so much money. Um, Damn. But as far as like the the, the crypto goes and, and these art galleries, it, it's just amazing. And I hope one day that people are talking about me versus Leonardo da Vinci. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's a beautiful thing that I would love to be a part of, Heck get yeah. the chance to be a part of. Now, do you do you? Uh, uh sell i mean you sell your artwork uh yeah obviously now where do you sell that at that is because i oh, i went darkcastle.com darkcastle.com okay and that's castle yeah. with a k correct yes okay. darkcastle with a k.com same with my instagram and okay. it's a dark dot castle with a k okay yeah I, just, I wanted to get that out there because I mean, like I said, I mean, your artwork on there was 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 phenomenal, and I, I really enjoy it. 
now the animated uh, version of the crow or i don't what do you have a name for it uh well the that piece I'm, i've been starting to name my pieces recently uh the latest one i posted with the eyes that was called present okay. and then the crow i did name that one i'm just looking back okay I, yeah, I couldn't remember a name on there, and I'm like, I don't remember if he named it. I, I probably, I probably named it perspective or something like that. You know, that's, sorry, I should know this. It's my art. No, it's I've good. Been like working so much. <laughs> uh, I, I, I titled it the blinding lies. That, that was more. Oh. That was more of a therapy piece. Okay. For me personally. I tell you, it, it, yeah, it was, uh, and with the animation on there that you put on there, I really enjoyed that because it was kind of dark and stormy, you know, uh, mm -hmm. is, is what I took. And I'm like, that is totally cool. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I was really, really wondering too about the, about the eyes as, as we, as you talked about earlier, um, because yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think if I've seen any pieces, if I have seen any pieces where you didn't have the eyeball in there. And I honestly cannot say that I remember anything without getting on the site and checking it out again. Cause I may have just, uh, yeah, I've got it. quite a bit of pieces without it. Like I, oh, okay. I'm using like wolves and snakes and I do, okay. I do uh, oh, skulls a right. lot. Yeah. With tentacles. Yeah, you... I love tentacles. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is about them. They just like they're. I, I think uh, for imagery, mm -hmm. they're very appealing. Like they okay. grab you, and I don't. I don't. I don't know why. It's just like monsters coming from the dark. Like there's something very dark and creepy about tentacles. Personally, no, I, I think like and, Lovecraftian or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people have been asking me about that too. They're like. Is like Lovecraft a huge inspiration for you? And I'm like, I've honestly never read any of, okay. of his stuff, but people tell me that a lot of my art reminds them of those stories. Well, you just you just had one. It was like Menace in the Mountains, or yeah, something like that. It's the mountain piece with the the planets. Yeah, and which is very H.P. Lovecraft. Um, as a matter of fact, the movie The Thing. I don't know if you remember that with Kurt Russell. Yeah, uh -huh. that was based on uh, one of his books, and man, it sucks getting old. Uh, Madness in the Mountains, or something. That, that, that I, makes sense. I've I've heard of that that book. Okay, so I was I, I was actually gonna purchase that after somebody told me that stuff reminded them a lot of H.P. Lovecraft. I was like, oh, let's yep. look into that. Yeah, it, it that one piece that's a really where I, with the mountains I'm like, oh my god, this this guy's got to love H.P. Lovecraft. But uh, okay, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. heard of it. I I honestly saw this like super graphic piece of artwork. It was very it was like a one color piece of artwork on a t shirt, and I was like, you know what? Let me use that as inspiration and let me recreate it in my style. And mm -hmm. so then I made that. But I, I tend to put a lot of emotion into my artwork. Like it, it's seriously like therapy for me. All of my my art. Okay. I, I tell you what, the, the emotion on the pieces that I've really seen. I mean, yeah, you can definitely, for lack of a better term, feel the emotion. 
from these pieces i mean it was it's like yeah it's like damn <laughs> i mean you could actually feel um i don't know uh you know this like well like with the with the crow like the the storminess you know you can actually feel the cold the wet you know the um you know the that the, is there a house in the background i'm trying to remember now yeah there's yeah. there's a house okay all right and i mean it was like yeah that's you get a feeling from it i mean honestly mm -hmm. and yeah it was like holy smokes um so yeah, when you say it's therapy and you put a lot of emotion into it, I can, I can, I 100% agree with that, you know, that you can, you can draw that from those, from these images and it's yeah. Phenomenal. Um, now let's, uh, if we can, let's take a little, little segue. I mean, okay. When, when did you first start, uh, start drawing? Ah, man, from as young as I can remember. I, oh, wow. I always drew. I was I was always like I was always really good at it. Uh -huh. um, in our class, I I always excelled over other people. Um, I started. I was really good at drawing other things. I remember in elementary school, I would draw uh, cartoon characters, and for whatever reason, I was always super super competitive mm -hmm. with it. So there was this. Uh, I remember one year in fourth grade, there was this kid he was new to school and he could draw too and so we would always have competitions and i remember we we each drew a venom and i worked so hard at it from a comic book cover and okay i destroyed him I, that's oh. always how i'm so competitive i'm like i have to be the best and if i'm not the best give me six months and i will i will get there that's and good. don't get me wrong, I'm I'm so far from from the best. Like there's so many artists that are are so much better than me, but I'm always striving to try to be better. So and if I have somebody in my vicinity who's close to me, somebody I work with or in college, I would always just like I would work that much harder to amplify my uh, ability. Wow! Uh, so, if you don't. If you if you don't mind, where did you go to school college at? You said you were trained. I went to, I went to FIT, so I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology, okay. and that's a more of a fashion school, but they have a really good illustration program. It was also a community college, so even though it's a world-renowned school, it, it's a community college. So oh wow, it was inexpensive, and I could afford it. And yeah. as where like I got an SGA and I got into like these bigger prestigious art schools, but they were like back in 2005 they were like 50,000 a year still they, they were that expensive back then it, it was insane and to come out of art school with $200,000 that just didn't make sense yeah so yeah. I, I went to FIT and it's probably why I ended up getting into the career that I'm in now which is okay. fashion so I not like fashion fashion per se i don't work for gucci or versace but i i do i did i started off doing in 2012 doing men's graphic t-shirts for like okay. urban outfitter uh forever 21 hot topic spencer's walmart target I did i did all them i did all that for several years and then in 2018 i moved to boys so now i do boys for walmart and target and children's place and carters and wow so all these different stores uh we 
uh, I work for a company and we supply all of these uh, retailers with licensed uh, graphic t-shirts. Wow. Oh, that's, that's gotta be cool though. Really? I mean, you know, sit around. Yeah. And, it's cool seeing yeah. your stuff out there or like Heck you're walking yeah. in the street and you see people wearing your, your art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's cool. Uh, it's gotta be a complete mind screw right there, man. I mean, it's like, man, I drew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, I, it was, it was a lot of fun in men's cause then I would just like wear my own stuff. Oh, but there you go. Boys, they, yeah, yeah, but boys, boys is just different. It, it's a whole different. It, it's it's harder, but it, it's a whole different ball game. Okay. Now, do you uh, have you lived in New York or Manhattan your entire life, or is this? Uh, for, no, well, I I was born in the Bronx. I grew up in upstate New York. Okay. Uh, in the Hudson Valley. Wow. And then I, I moved down to New York in 2006 for college. And well, I did community college upstate for two years. And then I moved down uh, in January of 2006 for college. Okay. And then I've been here ever since. Well, I was here from 2006 to 2015. Then I moved to California for three years going on like a, a spiritual journey of okay. sorts. All right, right. And then I moved back to New York uh, in 2018 is when I started working in boys uh, apparel. Okay. And, and I've been here since. So, wow. wow. I've been in New York for a long, long time with a, a short break for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's been, whoo. God bless. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's almost, it's been a little over 20 years since I've been in New York. So, yeah, I'm trying to think when the last time I was I was up there. We I, last time I was up there, I was in uh, in Freeport, and we hung out there. And then I hung out in is Queens. Is that New York or is that New Jersey? Because Freeport, there's oh, a Freeport, it, New Jersey. Well, Freeport, Long Island. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went to, yeah, a buddy of mine, I was in the Marine Corps and a buddy of mine, he lived up there and we went up and saw his family and uh, hung out and did stupid stuff and had a blast. Uh, I was also, I hung out in Queens too for a little bit, uh, you know, same, same type of deal. Actually, Manhattan, uh, uh, Chaz Bono lived there in Manhattan and uh, yeah, uh, he was actually dating her at one point in time this guy eric and uh yeah she had a roommate named orfe orfe alamarad was her name and she she had a band they were they were down there in manhattan uh which yeah so which was i mean it was a great time i had a blast there loved it and, and just got sent out to hawaii for a couple of years and have never gone back to east coast really <laughs> so well, it, it's a fun city. It can be taxing. I mean, it used to be a fun city. Now yeah. it's boring as hell. Mm. Uh, things are just starting to open up again here. Like Good. restaurants are starting to open back up at like 25% capacity with outdoor seating, which is, it's too cold to sit outside still. Um, but for the most part, like New York has always been an amazing, super fun, vibrant city until mm -hmm. COVID. And then everything changed 
Um, rent has dropped incredibly. So man, that's probably the only good thing about it is it dropped. So I was able to move from like Brooklyn to Manhattan. So now I walk to the office. I have a 20 oh, wow. minute walk to my job. Nice. And then a 20 minute walk home at night. And now I have an apartment that is way more reasonable. Like the, the rent has literally dropped a thousand dollars a month in Manhattan. Damn. So t- typically apartments would cost 2500 to $3,000 a month in Manhattan. Like for studios, like they're, they're like $2,500. Holy and smokes. now, now they're like 15. I've seen, I've seen uh, studios cheaper than Holy that. Christ. I've seen studios for $1,200 in Manhattan because no one can fill the apartments. Everyone took off and they moved upstate and, real estate in upstate New York is going through the roof. And, and these, these, uh, the, the Blasio, he's still getting paid. I mean, you're taking the money away from everyone else. Sorry. I said, I wasn't going to politics, but that no, that's fine. That, that's I fine. Like like I, yeah. I, and he, they're getting paid the same amount of money. I mean, like there's something really wrong with that. Like you should be paid based on how well your economy is doing. So if you shut down your economy, you should be getting a lot less. Absolutely. That's that's a damn so, good idea. Yeah. And then uh, people people blame the Blasio, uh, the Blasio, and then they glorify Cuomo. Hmm. And but Cuomo is the one who's allowing De Blasio to do everything that he's doing. De Blasio is under Cuomo. Right. So right. You, you can look at Cuomo and all these amazing things that he did. But then the second wave came through and we still weren't, we still weren't prepared. So I don't, I don't know how to, to judge that. I know we need to forgive people, be kind to people, but when you're in a, you're in a leadership position and you're, you're passing off the blame to everyone else, there are issues there because like, that's why we hired you as a leader is to take responsibility and to just get the job done. Well, okay kind of a little segue here okay uh, during new year's times square uh-huh. was shut down you know first time mm-hmm. in forever um but yet was it de blasio got to uh got to go dance with his wife in times square wasn't that uh wasn't well, maybe that a big... i didn't i didn't i i didn't hear about that one i heard about like gavin newsom going out to dinner that I don't remember hearing about de Blasio with his wife. I, I'm pretty sure it was de Blasio and his wife were, well, because, uh, you know, of course, you know, watching, you know, New Year's Eve, watching the ball drop, you know, and everything. Um, the people that were announcing, uh, and for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. They're like, um, you know, what's he doing? <laughs> Him and his wife get out on Times Square and cameras are on them and they're out there dancing. You know, yet nobody else can be out there. Yeah, it, it, well, it, I yeah. live. I I live like a block away from Times Square. Oh, you lucky dog! Like, wow. No, yeah, I I literally live well two avenues away. So okay. Times Square is on Seventh. I don't want to tell anyone where I live, but like right. I, right. I live cool. in that area. So, okay. so, uh, and it, it was empty. People could go there. And he's dancing. I mean, like, I think that's different. Dancing's different than 
say him having the restaurant shut down and then he opens a restaurant just oh. so he can go in and dine. Yeah. I think that, that yeah. those are two different or are you shut down all these businesses while you keep your business open like uh, a governor did in California? Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. so so there there are things where I'm like that doesn't bother me him dancing in the street like he he's the mayor. I mean like he but not saying to give him special privileges and no one else could go there. I, I understand that, but if he's just dancing and no one else is there, then whatever. But obviously he's happy because he still has all this money that he's getting paid. And I think he budgeted $2 million a year to his wife's staff, just in her company that, that our New York taxpayer money got put into that. So, Damn. so there are things that piss me off way more. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah. Her, her videographer, photographer was getting paid $75,000 to video record her bake. Like there are things like that. Like if you're a talented videographer, yeah, you deserve your money. But when you're letting go of all these MTA employees and you're, you're uh, cutting budgets and so many people are unemployed now and you keep somebody on to record you baking, like mm -hmm. there, there's something mm -hmm. really, really off with yeah. how these politicians are and i i don't know i just think people people wanted certain politicians out but i think we should just get rid of them all and start fresh and really lay a strong foundation of what is expected and people should be held responsible we have gone totally off of artwork but i i just oh, that's like <laughs> That's what happens on my podcast. We'll start talking about one thing and end up way over here. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you're right. And uh, politicians aren't really being held accountable for any of their actions, whether it be the Republican or Democrat or, you know, whatever party, you know, is out there. Nobody is being held accountable for anything. And which is really kind of the scary part about all of this. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, whether the mayor's dancing in the streets, you know, while, while everybody else is, you know, basically under military law lockdown type stuff. And that is an exaggeration, uh, you know, or, you know, the governor saying, Hey, let's go ahead and open up this restaurant. So me and my family can go dine or whether it's, you know, a yeah. Senator saying, Hey, winter storms coming. See you later. I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So, and the thing about that restaurant with Gavin Newsom, by the way, I, I mm -hmm. found out this from from uh, one of the owners uh, of the company that I work for. That restaurant, he's tried to get into for years. Whenever he's out in Cali, he cannot get in there. Like it is such a prestige restaurant, prestigious restaurant that you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on one person for dinner. Something like that. Like it was, it's a, an incredibly hard Damn. restaurant to get into and they opened it for like him. So I wonder like how much he laid down for that, that, that meal. Oh yeah. Well, just to, just to open up a restaurant is going to cost, you know, a couple thousand bucks anyway, just for staffing, heating, yeah. electricity, you know, every the food and wow, that's crazy, crazy, stupid. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's all the politicians. I mean, yeah. like you can't, you can't just throw like one political side under the bus. You, and then you have Texas, which is being <laughs> torn apart right now by snow. Like my friend lives in Austin. 
he okay. had he 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 was a developer for a big bank, and uh, he had to go to his girlfriend's sister's place, drive like probably like an hour away just to get internet so he could work. Oh my goodness! And then you have like Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, who's on a someplace. At the same time, he knew it was coming. Let's go fly out. And then you leave the, the place that you're supposed to be running <laughs> right. and uh, supervising. You just like leave it high and dry. So it's like all, all of the governors, all of the mayors need to be held accountable and they should suffer major fines when they break their own rules. Like they should be yeah. suffering like fifty dollars to $100,000 fines and take it out of their paycheck. Be like, listen, you're, you're docked this year. Like we're yeah. cutting your paycheck in half. Yep. Because you broke the laws that you put in place. Yeah. And there should be no politician that, that gets rich off the backs of the taxpayers, period. I mean, that's, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So back to your artwork. Okay. So you said you've done oils. You've done, I mean, uh, obviously the, the iPad uh, digital media, which I think is going to be, like you said, the way of the future. You know, they're going to throw like a, a current crypto on it and, you know, it'd be like, uh, this is what I got. It just, I'm just wondering, like, uh, where would that be stored at? Back to the crypto type well, stuff. Well, it's not necessarily that it um, has a crypto on it. It's you, you put it up on these galleries for sale. Mm -hmm. And so you put it up in the gallery and, I need to do a bit more research into it because the whole minting process, it, it's just like proof of ownership that they own one of like 10 copies or however much it is. And, and they, they own that digital artwork. So it's not like I could go and sell it again after that. I, okay. I do believe. Okay. Right. So, so they pay for it and they say, I'm paying this much in Ethereum uh, for this piece and you get this, so it goes to your Ethereum wallet, and then you cash it out into uh, U.S. currency, and you sell it on on the the Ethereum stocks. Okay. But then what also happens? I don't know where it's stored. It's, it's all it's it's digital, so they'll have their own minted proof of that they they have it, and then they could turn around and sell it. And the way that it's working now with the digital art is, I can I think you can put how what the percentage you want is but the reasonable one is like 10 percent that i've seen to where say if they buy it for a thousand dollars they buy one copy of it for a thousand dollars okay uh or however the amount is if they resell it for a higher value i get 10 percent of the profit goes back to me always oh, kind of like royalty type so, deal yeah so you have uh beeble crap uh, he, that's his Instagram handle too. Uh, big artist. He's got over a million. He's got, I think, almost two million followers, maybe more. Jeez. Uh, Joe Rogan has featured him a bunch of times. He was doing these political pieces, these like crazy like uh, robotic animations with like Trump and Hillary Clinton and Biden and. Um, oh no. <laughs> he he sold some pieces for a dollar. He didn't care. He gives away his artwork for free a lot just to help people to other artists uh and there was one piece that got sold for a dollar i do believe this guy then resold that piece of artwork 
for $27,000. Jeez. So, sold it, like, insane. And then there was another one that someone bought, like, an actual one of the pieces that went for a couple thousand. And last time I heard, he had somebody offering him $265,000 for something that he bought for $1,000. Holy smokes. So, so there, there's a crazy uh, inf- inflation uh there's just a lot of inflation with i don't even know if that's the right word but yeah uh yeah with the artwork like it's insane how much you can buy it for and then resell it for but the great thing about it is that the artist profits in the end okay that's a that's a good deal right there i like that i mean yeah you could you could turn around and you know buy it yeah i like that as but, far as where it's stored, everything's online. Everything is okay. in databases now with, okay. the, with the way the internet works. Okay. Yeah, but it, see, like me, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older, but uh, as far as... I'm going to kill this. Um, I, like, I like the actual prints or the actual, you know, the actual canvas. You know, that way... I've got it. I can look at it, you know, and you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. That'd be, it's different. I'm going to have to get used to that as far as the digital, you know, crypto media on the, on the art stuff. I mean, that's just, ah, I just, well, don't, you I get don't the know. files. So mm-hmm. if I upload like a high res file, say of the Raven okay. that, that, that you bought and say, I upload it and said, all right, we have 12 of these available. Uh-huh. And once you purchase it, it unlocks the file and it's you get uh, a vi- uh, email of a mint. So it, a proof of purchase okay. and uh, of ownership. And once you have that file, you can do whatever you want with the file. So you can bring it to a printer or upload it to a printing site and they could print you a super high resolution print, email it to you, uh, uh, mail it to you, and then you can get it framed or you could have them frame it. There's a lot of companies now that will frame the work for you before they mail it to you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, just, so okay. you can have the actual artwork in your house. You're just buying uh, rights to the image. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Like with, yeah, the print that, that, with the print that you bought, uh-huh. I was selling, I think, 25, 25 copies of that right. one print. So I'm not sell more than 25. So it, it's the same as that Okay. where there's 25 prints after that. There's no more prints. I'm not going to sell them anymore. I still have like rights to the image, but I've said that I'm not going to do this as where with crypto, I do believe that once those 25 copies are gone, I, I no longer have the rights to sell because I sold you the rights. Ah, and you, okay. you have you have minted verification that you own a partial right to that artwork. Okay. Now I don't know if it, I don't know if you're able to sell it, but you actually own the rights to that limited edition art. That's cool. That is really cool. Heck yeah. Now, have you done other pieces for other people other than uh, other than Joe Rogan per se? I mean, like a- I did one for Lee Cummings. After shortly after that, okay, and it was a hit or miss with Whitney because it that the I the concept I had I had this concept of Medusa 
And I'm like, what celebrity do I think would actually love this? Because some people might take offense to it, but the way I look at Medusa was like, she was this strong woman and like turned men to stone. And then men actually turned her into a monster that like, it's not that she was a monster. It's just that's how she was born. But um, I don't know. I just thought I was listening to Whitney Cummings uh, podcast with Andrew Schultz and he, okay. he was taught making fun of her because he was like walking through her house and he saw all this like satanic artwork, which I don't think my artwork's satanic, it, but it is dark. It's dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's dark. Uh, but he was walking through a house and he saw all the, like these um, pentagrams and he was making fun of her. He was thought he was in like a demonic temple or something. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I think I could get away with it. Uh, so I posted it and she did see it. She just didn't repost it. And ah. yeah, unfortunately. So she saw it. She commented on the photo, she, uh, on the post and she was like, Hello everyone. This is Craig from the unbeaten path. But this is something that is really close to my heart. And I think everybody should take a moment and think about it. Uh, if you have the time and the opportunity, I'd like everybody to go to the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital at stjude.org. And you can make a donation there. You can make a donation to end childhood cancer. So, again, like I said, I'm not a, 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 a licensed sponsor, I guess. But this is just something I'd like everybody to do. You can go in. You can make a, a one-time donation. You can make a monthly donation. And you can help out a lot of kids just with the simple donation. In Christmas spirit and New Year's spirit, let's make 21 a better year than 20. And uh, let's get on there and make your donation. Thank you. Love you. And then recently I asked people, I'm like, would you guys want this Whitney Cummings print? Uh, if, if I did a limited edition where I, I gave away one for a contest and she replied to it saying yes in my, in my DMs. But oh, still really? didn't repost it. Yeah, yeah, so she still didn't repost it. So that was sad because I spent way more time on that than I did on Joe Rogan's because she's females are very hard to draw. Like huh. it, the more the more line work you have on their face, the older they look. So it has to be minimal. Like it has to be very rounded mm -hmm. edges. There can be nothing sharp or jagged. They keep them beautiful. So I really worked hard on that and i really wanted her to repost it but it is what it is at least she saw it and i've done two celebrity pieces so far and both of them have seen it so okay. i i know how i so they're they're not inaccessible but I there see. are tactics that you can use where it's more likely that they will see it and that comes with uh tagging them in your photo okay but depending on how popular they are, there could be a lot of people tagging them because people want to be seen. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is say you tag it in the morning and you post it. If they don't get back to you by the evening, you go back in, you untag them, you save the post just so it resets. And then you open the post back up to edit it, re-tag them again, and then your post shows back up at the top of their uh, gallery of posted oh, wow. uh, okay. images. So Holy I did that, uh, I think, annoyingly with Joe. I did it a couple times. And finally, <laughs> like within the first like 24 hours of me posting it, I think I did it like three times, and he reposted it. So oh, I wow. was like super, super 
grateful for that. And Whitney Cummings, I think I tagged her two, two different occasions, like untagged and retagged. And then she like commented on it was like, I love you. Oh, wow. Now, um, so yeah, now I sent, I sent a copy or a copy, um, a, a link, I guess, to the, uh, to the, the crow one, uh, to Carrie Wedler. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's no, a YouTubist. She's a YouTubist. Uh, she, oh my God, 500, 500,000 views on her channel every day. Um, she is really, huh? yeah, she's, yeah, she does YouTube. Uh, Carrie Wedler. Uh, she is I'm looking her up right now. Okay. She talks really fast and she, uh, talks about like, you know, second amendment, first amendment, uh, she talked about the George Floyd deal. Uh, she's got, she, she's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good following on YouTube. How do you, how do you spell her last name? I think it's uh, W E L D E R. Uh, Wedler. Well, yeah, sorry. Oh, well, 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 yeah, well, I, I always say Wedler I'm, and I'm not sure if I'm correct on that. Probably not. That's probably why she never responds to me. <laughs> but she was uh, she was on uh, uh, Biting the Bullets uh, podcast here not too long ago, and uh, oh, awesome! But, yeah, yeah. So I sent her a picture of that, plus the the guy from uh, Typo from Biting the Bullet, and uh, which that Typo is my son. So, oh, uh, cool. Yeah, so we do we do podcasts together every now and then, and he does them he does them on biting the bullet with Luke, and you know we we discuss you know the Marine Corps stuff, and <laughs> but uh, anyway, she follows them, she follows their podcast, and uh, so I'm like, you know, man, this is really good. Let me send this. So I sent her sent her uh, sent her I guess a, a a picture of it or a, a link to it or so. Well, thank you for that. Hey, no problems. No problems. Yeah, hopefully we get this out there because I mean, I really enjoy your work. I really do. Um, and you're right, because uh, you do they did do the serpent. I saw that. I watched that mm -hmm. one, you know, where it was like, you know, where you're coloring and then, yeah, then it goes. Yeah, you go into the color of it. And I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, like I said, I got a thing for crows. So <laughs> Yeah, no, so do I. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. I want to do a couple more pieces with them, like, because they're so dark. Yeah. I want to do something where you see, like, the stars in it and its wings and its Ooh. feathers, where it's Ooh. so dark and it kind of, like, fades up to space. That'd be kind of neat. I don't know. It was yeah. just an idea that I had. But but uh, as far as, like, the, the raven goes, I've seen a lot of images, like, with raven, like, perched on skulls. And I'm like, ah, I could just, like, redo that but i'd rather do like in the theme of eyes because like yeah. everything that i'm doing right now i think there's like five pieces i've got lined up they're they all have to do with vision there's eyeballs in all of them so i just finished okay. one with the eyes in the water i just posted it like yesterday and okay. uh so i finished that one and and then i'm starting another one with uh a female and you see like uh the eye in her chest so it, it's almost as if like she sees with her heart and you oh, don't see cool. her face in the image, but that's it's still cool. dark. I, I, I have this super dark theme and I don't know why I do that. I just gravitate my art 
tends to come out a bit more darker. I mean, I've, I've gone through a lot in life and that's probably uh, okay. uh, why that is, but uh, I, I just enjoy it. Like I, I love, and I can't help but put my emotion into it. So it, it, there probably is a valid reason why my art is so dark. <laughs> it's because of my history and what I've gone through. So okay, okay. I I mean, yeah, I don't know if you want to get into that on a podcast or, but uh, I mean, uh, no, it's fine. Like I, it, well, it's not like <laughs> it's just it's just like uh, a lot of like near death experiences. Not not oh, nothing okay. like pertaining to to drugs or anything like that. But it's like uh, the. the what really made the the ball start rolling is like when I was 20, I, before I moved down to the city, I got into a car accident. It was a horrible car accident. I hydroplaned, mm. uh, crashed into another car, but my car went flying over their car and landed sideways on a guardrail. It was like six inches from being ripped in half. Oh, I was, oh yeah, it was horrible. Like it, I, I had bruising of the brain. My eyes were like cut open. They told my parents they'd never see again. Oh, I broke every bone in my face except for my cheekbones. I uh, had like plastic surgery on my lip because I had to put that back together. Uh, my heart stopped for 15 minutes. I collapsed both lungs. I broke six ribs. I've got some scars where like start to be so graphic, but ribs came out. So I've got like permanent oh scars from that. Gosh. And I was in a coma for three days. They told <laughs> my parents I wasn't going to live again. Uh, they told my parents that I they didn't think I was going to make it for the first 14 days. By day 18, I had my vision back. I was up walking around. And by day 22, I think I went home. And I was perfectly fine. Like, it was something so wild and so crazy that I, I can't explain it, right? And so then a month later, I go back in for an MRI because I had head trauma. Mm -hmm. And from there, they find out that I had a brain tumor. So, so like one thing after another, Holy! I had smoke. a brain tumor. Uh, I had to go in a month after that for brain surgery because they had to do a biopsy to see what it was. And so they were going to, they were going to operate it on it right after that. They found that it was a, it wasn't cancerous, but it was a tumor that was connected to my brain stem. It was causing a whole bunch of problems. Like I had dyslexia, I had learning uh, learning issues. And so that's probably honestly why I got so good at artwork was because I had this tumor that I had no clue about that was causing all these learning disabilities. And I ended up uh, getting a second opinion from a doctor down here in Manhattan. And they do this crazy surgery called the third trichelostomy where they go in through the third ventricle and reroute the flow in my brain. So they're like, we're not touching the tumor, but we're going to reroute the flow. And then all my learning disabilities stop. Like, um, and my, my ability in everything just amplifies and goes through the roof. And wow. it, it's still like, I, I, I still find like I'm getting better and faster. And this is like, but that was back in 2006, I had the surgery. So it was well over 10 years ago, 14 years ago. And I, I'm, I still feel like I'm accelerating. So it, it's, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm like so thankful for all of it. But then it, that's a lot to go through. And 
I, yeah. I don't know, like two years after that, like, I don't want to get super, like, it doesn't affect me anymore. I have to work through it all. But like, my, I lost my mom in college, like two years after that, then six oh. months after that was a mentor. So I've just like, lost a lot of people. I've gone through a lot of stuff recently. Uh, I lost my brother, older brother and older sister within two years. Holy um, smokes. Yeah, just like, just a lot of stuff. And I'm just naming a few things. <laughs> Like it's, it's been a lot in life. I've been, I'm very thankful. Like I live in Manhattan. I'm a successful, it's like, I yeah. make a living off of my craft. Like there's like so much that I'm so grateful for, but it's been a rough road. And, but I'm, I'm, I can only be grateful through everything because man, I, I've gone through a lot, but I still have it so much better than so many other people. And it, so, uh, I mean, I, I work my ass off and I, I am still trying to become the best that I can be. And I, I don't want handouts from anybody. I, I want to earn this, yeah. but I don't know. Like, so, so there's been a lot like that. That's just a couple things that, uh, that, that are still huge. I could take some people out, but I've been through a lot and I, I really feel like uh, aside from the actual therapy that I go to, because I'm a big proponent of therapy, I, I think it's really, really good for people. Mm -hmm. um, my arts therapy as well. So I, I feel like a lot of my frustrations with the world and religion and other things come out through those, through through my, my art. Well, yeah, I mean, holy smokes. Yeah, you kept saying therapy, but... And yeah, now I see. Wow. That's uh that is a tough road, man. Damn. Yeah, but I mean I'm glad, you know, me myself, I'm glad you're Well the year is twenty twenty and you haven't gone anywhere. You've been locked up in your house for six to eight months on the minimum side. You haven't worked had a regular job in quite some time. So now it's time to get out. It's time to get out and enjoy life. With Dragonfly Vacations, you can do this. Dragonfly Vacations offers the best price, the best service, and allows payments. For example, a trip to Las Vegas out of St. Louis in mid-November, staying at a trip advisor rated resort a four out of five is only $470 or two, and that includes round-trip airfare. So with these prices, you can go anywhere you want. Contact Dragonfly Vacations at 618-615-1129. You know, doing so much with, with that, uh, you know, and working through, you know, whatever, you know, dealing with. Holy, sp I can't even imagine. No, I've gotten uh, through a lot of it. Like, even yeah. talking about it, like, I can talk about it now, and I don't get upset or depressed like I've, I've worked through it like that what i've gone through like no longer has an effect on me okay. in that way an emotional effect where it's actually joe rogan who helped me with that because joe not, well, not joe rogan having the podcast because joe rogan had jordan peterson on a bunch of times and jordan peterson actually is the person who he, he wasn't my therapist, but he is a therapist and he gave me tools to help me get over all the stuff that I've gone through in my past to where it no longer has an emotional, uh, and a, like bondage on me where it, I'm not chained to that event or those events. 
Is he the psychologist from uh, Toronto or Montreal? Or yeah, uh huh. I've heard of him. Yes. Yeah, he is amazing. He gets a lot of shit from a lot of people. The media yes. is always going after him, but man, that guy has changed my life. Well, like, that man, that, that, I yeah. Not, I wouldn't be where I am right now if if I hadn't really listened to this guy and bought his books and really listened to like his because he has a lot of videos of his college psychology his teachings from his classes up so if Mm -hmm. i hadn't sat through a lot of that stuff i wouldn't be where i'm at i wouldn't be in a healthy uh place where i feel grounded and i feel like i'm solid again that i mean damn yeah that is so now my son typo um that that's not his real name but uh he he keeps it'd be, it'd be awesome if it was yeah no doubt <laughs> he uh but he keeps telling me about this uh this uh this peterson and i'm like okay okay well he's kind of like the you know the alex jones of psychology i guess uh not, not necessarily he's pretty tame he argues well, really well Al- alex jones is a bit over the top with he, a lot of you're stuff. right like some of the stuff that he talks about is legit and some of it is just like nuts. But uh, Jordan Peterson, everything he talks about is like based in like reality. And, right. Sorry, I don't want to say Jones isn't based on reality, but no, Jordan no, no, Peterson, no. all of his stuff is based on proven science. Right. Well, what I meant was uh, by Peterson being the Alex Jones of psychology is that basically he is uh, <clears throat> he is being ostracized i guess by the mainstream media he is he's you know yeah they're they're trying to tear him apart tear him down because i guess he made a stand on uh he made a stand on yeah pronouns so yeah they were going to make it uh law in canada that you had to call somebody by their chosen pronoun yes and he said that's a freedom of speech thing. Uh, and he's like, you're not going to do that. So he went up against them in Congress in Canada, I do believe, or the Senate. And he, he made arguments on, no, you can't do this. And this is why. And, and then people started calling him homophobic and transphobic yep. and yep. all of these things. And he never said that. He said, it's like, if he has a student who says, I prefer you to call me by this pronoun. And he'll be like, sure. No problem. I will do it hundred percent. Like he has, but if you're going to put it in a position of you're taking away somebody's speech and making right. it law to where they can go to jail if they refuse, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, that, 100%. yeah, that's, that's what I meant about him. I mean, because he, because of this issue that he had with the, with the pronouns, which I agree with them 100%. Um, you know, now he is being actually, you know, actually ridiculed and, and, uh, and ostracized by, by the corporate media everywhere. I mean, he's, he's on the, he's on that list, you know, um, matter of fact, uh, there was a movie and he is in it. It's called hoaxed. And basically they go into what the media is doing, how the media is doing it and who they're doing it to. And they give like the examples and this Peterson is, is one of the examples that where the media just blasted him, you know, out of, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he made a stand against the state, I guess. 
would be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Holy smokes. I, I definitely got to get into this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, uh, an amazing person. And, but the media, the media, I, I, I think is, 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 uh, at fault for a lot of what's going on in the world right now and all the anger and all the hate. And I'm, I'm not defending anyone. Right. Like that they're, that the media is going after, like the media is going after them. That's their thing. But man, it, it's, they, they, they write a lot of false narratives yes. and there's, there's truths in what they're saying, but if you scale back and look at the bigger picture, they're actually lying. Right. The, well, the best lies are 80% truth. Yes. So and I, I really disagree with that. And I've, I even found like fact checkers, like giving wrong information. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, yeah. so especially, especially with like the vaccines now, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Mm -hmm. I, I think you should go get the vaccinations. Uh, but at the same time, like there's a new vaccine that didn't exist 11 months ago. So, yeah. so, and that, that's, that's a bit scary. And, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't take them because even Brett Weinstein said they could turn out to be absolutely amazing and revolutionize the vaccine industry. Brett Weinstein has been on Joe Rogan a bunch, okay. um, but he's Eric Weinstein's brother. Uh, okay. who's also been on Joe Rogan. He's a close friend with Joe. Um, so, and, and Eric is a biologist, like he studied bats for his PhD. So he, okay. like he, he knows about viruses and, but he said, this might be the best thing, but you, you can't lie about it. You can't say that there, there is no known problems with this because there have been quite a bit of people who will say, I think 17%, I could be wrong of people who take that vaccine will show signs of getting a fever or getting sick. Some people could be in the hospital and some could unfortunately die, but to that i don't know what else to say but the whole point is they they put these these fact checks on articles about these things that aren't actually true themselves i've seen a couple i don't know off the top of my head remember which ones they were but i, I see false narratives where what they're saying isn't false but it's not giving the whole story which makes it false right in in it right. in it in essence, I don't know. I, I have an issue with that. That might be my personal thing. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, if you're not telling the whole truth, you're lying. You know, yeah. so yeah, wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got to wrap up here, buddy. Um, we've been going at it for about an hour, a little more than an hour. Oh, so geez. that's really cool. Yeah, heck yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I want to get this. Uh, I got to, I got to get rolling here. So uh, I tell you what, if you want to, okay, so let's, uh, your name's Thomas. You are dart.castle on Instagram. Okay. With a K. Yes. Very good. And also go to darkcastle.com with a K. Yes. With a K. With a K. And check out, check out his, uh, his artwork. And uh, are you, you said you're running a contest or something? Maybe we can get some. Uh, uh yeah, there's a contest for uh, a free T-shirt that I'm going to announce okay. on Monday. So, okay. so you can like it up until Monday, and Monday night will be uh, – I'll, I'll announce the winner. But I'm also giving a 20% discount right now on my website for all prints. Okay. 
Because it's my birthday on the 23rd. So until the 23rd at midnight, I'm giving a 20% off discount. I really, I don't think I'm going to give discounts a whole lot because I, I do spend a lot of time on my art. Yeah. So it'll probably be my birthday and Black Friday will be the two times a year where I'll give a discount. Okay. But right now, if you use discount code happy birthday, all caps, you can get 20% off of all any of my prints that I have available. Oh, that is cool, man. That is cool. And happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah, sir. No problem. Yeah, hey, my my daughter's birthday is on the 25th. So, yeah, that's that. So, everybody's birthday is yeah. like in February. So, okay. Well, tell your daughter well, happy birthday. All right, I will. I will. All right, man. Hey, thank you very, very much for coming on here and talking, talking about your artwork and, and a lot more. I, I, I truly appreciate that. And I hope maybe we can do this again, too. You know, when you become oh, really famous. totally, this is fun. <laughs> right, I've never done a podcast before, so I was a Holy bit hesitant. Smokes. I'm like, I've I've never done one of these before, so I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. But this has been like super relaxing, super fun. So yeah, 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 heck yeah! You can tell us more about New York City and how things are going. So <laughs> yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. I hear you, man. I hear you. Hey, well, thank but you again. Just, oh, go ahead. No problem. I did just see an article, uh, I think from the, I forgot, it, it was, it was a, a bigger uh, news publication that herd immunity? it's just about immunity, uh, herd immunity yeah. uh, will be in effect as of April. So in April, because uh, COVID cases are down 77%, I do believe in the last couple of weeks. So they Holy do believe smokes. that herd immunity will be like a legit where we can really open back up in April. Let's do this, man. Hey, and if it's not, yeah. let's just do it anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. tough. Like New York City, New York City's so congested and so tight. Everyone's like on top of each other. Right. The bigger cities, it's it's a little harder. But I, I think I think it's been a long route. We have a vaccine now, so hopefully we can just like get get back into normal life. Yeah, let's do this, man. Let's do it. I'm so tired of this crap. It's not even funny. Mm -hmm. And you guys, you guys up there in New York, I mean, my gosh, you guys have been under some of the strictest stuff in the country. Oh, it's, you know? it's been a rough one. <laughs> I, I remember being uh, in quarantine. I know you got to go, but in quarantine for all summer. And I had, I, I live by myself now. I have a studio, but I had two roommates then before the rent dropped. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was by myself for like six months because they were, I, I lived with two girls and they lived with their boyfriends and oh. I was alone too much. Like I love being alone, but I was alone a little too much. Like I found myself going to the grocery store every day just so I can see other people. Oh, I, <laughs> like I hear it, you, man. It was, it, it was rough. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, a, you got to get going. So yes, sir. it was great talking with you though. Hey man, thank you very much. And uh, I'm looking forward to get to seeing this print up on my wall soon. So, <laughs> oh, me too. All right, buddy. I'm, I'm definitely down to do this again in the future. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. And we'll, I'll, I'll try to get some word out for you too, man, because this is really cool stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Thank you, everybody. This has been Craig with the Unbeaten Path. Have a great day. It is of no use going back no to use yesterday back because to we yesterday. were different people. Because we were different people. Begin at the beginning. It came to the very end. And so long as it comes to the end, it is up.